This is the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast with Rachel Spencer. Listen in each week for tips on ways to win media coverage and create content to make sure your pet business stands out from the competition. Hey, I hope you're good and you're coping with the hot weather that we're having at the moment. Um, I have been off recording the podcast for a couple of weeks because I've had COVID, but I'm back now and hopefully I don't sound too nasally or bunged up while I'm chatting to you for this episode. And I hope you can stay listening because it's a topic that has come up over and over again. And it's something that I know that will really help you with your pet business if you're able to get more of these. And today on the podcast, I'm going to be talking all about how to get more reviews for your pet business. So would you love to have more reviews for your pet product or service? I hope you're nodding along to this. So I know you go above and beyond for your clients and wouldn't it be lovely if they would shout about you from the rooftops and leave you raving reviews. Now the reason why people don't leave reviews really is because they're busy going about their day, they're not thinking about raving about you on the internet. So how do you make it happen? Well, the most important thing to do is to keep going and don't feel disheartened if you don't get reviews straight away because reviews do have a lot of clout. And if you can get yourself into a nice system where you're getting reviews regularly, then that's really going to help you when it comes to promoting your pet business. And it's also going to help you when people come and find you and they can see the kind of people who you work with, the kind of people who they you help, and also they can see themselves either working with you as a client or using your product as a customer. So a huge 49% of people in a recent study said they trusted a review as much as a recommendation from a friend or a family member. So that is so powerful, isn't it? And yet in the same study, 17% of people said they'd never been prompted to leave a review. So in this podcast episode, I'm going to talk all about reviews. I've got some really great stats and figures and facts in here for you as well. We're going to talk all about why reviews matter. I'm going to talk about some easy ways for you to ask for them so you can attract more of the people who you love to work with and also a little bit about what to do with your reviews when you get them, how to share them, how to make them have the maximum impact for your pet business. So let's start with why should we ask for reviews for our pet business in the first place? Well, a study by Bright Local, and I'm going to link to the whole study in the show notes because it's got loads of really interesting stats and data in there. But a study by Bright Local found that 77% of consumers always read reviews and 78% use the internet to check out local businesses more than once a week. A further 89% say they are highly or fairly likely to use a business that responds to online reviews, and that's positive and negative. With care service businesses, so that's pet care services, I think would fall under that bracket, 57% said reviews were very important, 26% rated them as important, 11% said slightly important, and only 6%, so tiny, tiny number there, said they weren't important. So why reviews matter? Well, we can all talk about how great our product or service is, can't we? But having third-party validation is much more powerful. It carries a lot more weight. Third-party validation is also the same when we have a journalist write about us as well. And that's one of the topics I cover a lot on the podcast. But reviews are something that you can go and get yourself. They're quite easy for you to go and get. And I'm going to show you some really great ways to go and do that in this podcast episode. And they can carry a lot of weight as well when it comes to people checking you out. 
They help you build trust and confidence in you and your business and your product or service. And they help with word of mouth and referrals as well. And even if the reader isn't ready to buy right now, you've made a positive impression. And another great thing that you want from the review is for the people, the person reading the review to see a little bit of themselves in the story as well. So let's say, for example, you're a dog trainer and you've got a review or a testimonial from a terrier owner like me who struggled with recall and they share how you helped them and how you helped their dog to come back when they called them. And you should, they share in that review the impact of that on their life now. If I'm reading that review as a terrier owner whose terrier doesn't have the best recall, I'm nodding along and I'm thinking, this is a person to help me. So think about all the different products and services that you have and how you can call on people to talk about their experiences of using them. So for example, with my different products and services, I've got an online course which people leave me reviews for. I've I've recently changed it so you can do it in a day and I've had Nikki, one of my clients who did it in a day, leave a review for me that's now gone on my website. I also have my power hours, so I get people to review my power hours. I get people, if I've been and done given a guest expert presentation in a Facebook group or an event, if people have had a result from that, I will go and say, please, can you leave me a review with regard to my guest expert sessions that I do? So think about all the different products and services that you have and how you can actually think about getting reviews for all the different types of things that you offer. And then if people are considering one of your you know, puppy classes, or they're thinking about working with you one-to-one, you can share a review that's going to help them, or they can go and find a review that's going to help them on your website. So with the review, what they do is they show that you are the person you say you claim to be. You can do what you claim to be able to do. Your product can give that transformation. Your service can deliver that particular result. And the great view to share on your social media, on your website, in your emails, in your newsletters, in your downloads and sales pages as well. Reviews are really brilliant if people are considering buying one of your products or signing up for one of your classes or taking advantage of one of the services that you offer. So when you're describing that product, if you can put screenshots of Facebook reviews or written testimonials on there, that's really going to help people think, yep, this is giving me the reassurance I need to sign up for this. This is giving me the confidence I need to know that this is right for me. I've included reviews in my PDF downloads as well. So I've got five sets to get in the press free PDF download that I I share with people. And in there, I have got some screenshots of reviews that people have left from following my downloads and resources and following the advice I give to help get them in the press. So if somebody's downloaded that for the first time and they're thinking, is this really going to work? Am I confident that this person knows what they're talking about? Got that lovely social proof at the back of the download that will reassure them that actually doing this work is worthwhile and it's most likely to get them a result. Because these other people have used it they've had the result and they're talking about it. So they're doing the hard work for me when it comes to me sharing what I do and how I help people. So that's why reviews are really great. But let's have a think about what if you don't have reviews. So if you are a new pet business, I don't want you to panic and think, oh my gosh, what I'm going to do? I haven't got any reviews because I haven't done anything yet. Don't panic because there are ways of getting reviews, even if you're really at the beginning stages of your small business. 
Um, but let's think about what if you don't have reviews. Think about your own behaviour as a consumer. If you're going to buy a new washing machine or you're thinking of getting somebody to walk your dog or groom your cat, do you go and check out the reviews that that person or product has already? Or do you go and have a nosy around what other people say about them if you're thinking of hiring them or thinking of buying their thing? Do you go and have a look around the website? Maybe you go and have a look on the Facebook page. Maybe you go and have a look at their Google page and see what kind of things people are saying about them. Now, ideally, you're going to see loads of glowing reviews, loads of really helpful information that's going to help you decide whether you want to work with that person or not. It's like when we go, when you know, when we go to a new place, if we go to, if we go on holiday and we want to go and check out some different restaurants or places to visit, we go on TripAdvisor, don't we? And we look at the good reviews and we look at the bad reviews and we look at, you know, we might get a list of the top 10 places to go for Sunday lunch somewhere. And we work our way through those reviews and we make the decision as to whether, you know, whether we believe the reviews, first of all, particularly with TripAdvisor, some of them are just hilarious, aren't they? But we can get a really good feel about what a place or a product or service is really like from reading the reviews. And ultimately, consumers want to know that the buying decision they're making is the right one. What they don't want to feel is silly or they've made a mistake so giving somebody that positive review where somebody else is sharing their brilliant experience of working with you that will give them the reassurance that they're doing the right thing it will make them feel more confident it will take away that potential buyer's remorse that potential feeling of feeling silly or feeling ashamed even that they've made a mistake and gone with the wrong thing now if you're new if you are a brand new business and you listen to this and thinking oh my gosh like how am I even going to do this? Well, getting reviews early and being brave and asking for them is even more important. So let's say if you've just qualified as a dog trainer, you might have clients who you worked with when you were doing your when you were doing your assessments, when you were studying, when they were, people were being your case studies. So you could go to them and you could ask them for a review. You've given them, I imagine, um, free support or support at a lower rate. They've had the transformation that your paying clients will have when they work with you. So asking them for a review is going to be really important for your marketing, but also really really hammer home how important it is for you and how it will help you in your business. So you've helped them, you've helped them with their dog or whatever animal that you work with by leaving you a short review, which you're going to make nice and easy for them. And I'm going to share about how you can do that in a moment. That's really going to make a difference for you. And generally, if somebody's worked with you, if you've been training or you've been, you know, you've been working as an apprentice, you've been learning the ropes, somebody's worked with you in the capacity where they're your guinea pig and they know that they're helping you, Asking them for a review, is it really going to be that much of a problem? Is it going to be, are they going to think you're being really cheeky? Are they going to think that it's really out of order? No, they're going to want to help you. They've already done that really big thing in helping you and let them, letting you try out your new, the new things that you've learned with them. So actually asking for a review, that brings a really nice ending to the relationship, doesn't it? And you can get that review, you can use it, and that's really going to make a difference. And they're going to be right behind you as well, assuming they are a nice person. Um, and one of the things I did actually when I was first doing this stuff as in helping small businesses um, raise their profiles is before I felt like I was ready to do my own courses and that kind of thing, I had I'd written my book um, and I'd built a Facebook group um, where people who'd read the book could come and chat with me and ask any questions. And it was really early on, it's probably around probably maybe three and a half years ago um, and I had a lady called Carol Clark. She's a dog trainer over in Ireland. 
and she'd read the book and she was in my group she was really lovely really um really supportive really friendly and enthusiastic and I remember sending me a message and saying I've written a press release um, and I want to send it out because she'd also written a book and she wanted to get some press coverage she would written this brilliant dog training book so I said I'll send it over I'll have a look at it and she was like yeah brilliant okay and then I thought you know what I'm gonna get I'm just gonna have a call with Carol so we had a free call where I went through the press release and I explained what would work what she could maybe tweak where to put the different parts of the press release so it was more appealing and how to write a pitch to the journalist which you then send off with your press release and Carol was absolutely lovely and she said like on the call you know are you sure this is okay are you sure you're happy doing this for free and I was like well yeah you know this is me learning um, and I really appreciate you know you letting me help you but would you be okay to leave me a review and she was really appreciative. She left a really positive review on my Facebook page. And she also sent me an email as well, leaving a review there, which I was then able to repurpose as email marketing content, social media content. I've put it on on sales pages for products that I launch later on down the line. And also when I launched my membership um, back in 2020, Carol was, I think she was actually the first person to sign up. So Actually, I helped Carol out for free. I got the review. It paid it paid me back in droves because Carol then became a client. So giving that for you know, doing that free um consultation call, however you want to see it, or giving that free advice to Carol came back to me in droves. And Carol has been really supportive of her ever since. She's been a lovely client, she's had loads of coverage, been a great case study. So if you are starting out and you do want to get some reviews do consider working for a few people for free as well you don't have to do it with everybody but do think about doing that to get some really good reviews it's okay to work for free if you're going to be getting something really helpful from it so do consider that if you're just starting out like I say if you have a new service or you've just come into your business or you've got a new product you want to have testers you want to get some feedback you can do you can do it that way as well if you let's say you make a product and you want people to test it for you you can send out maybe a free or a lower priced product to them and they can then give you a review in return for the fact that you've given them that freebie or that slightly lower priced product so let's have a think about what stops people asking for reviews and I um I think I'm quite good at asking for reviews now. I've always been um, one of those people who doesn't really like asking for help. But when it comes to reviews, I'm quite um, bold in coming out and saying, actually, would you mind leaving me a review? But I'm going to talk about a couple of reasons why people don't ask for reviews. And these are things I can relate to as well. Um, number one is that you feel cheeky asking people to help by leaving a review and you don't want to put people out. Number two is asking for them feels a bit embarrassing. You don't want to look like you're showing off um, and saying, oh, will you please say how wonderful I am? Number three is that you worry it's desperate to ask people to tell you what they like about your product or working with you. And then number four is what if somebody leaves a bad review? How would you respond? So let's think about, let's go through those four things. And I want to kind of dispel the myth that which will hopefully give you the confidence to go and ask for a review. So number one, you feel cheeky asking people by leaving to help by leaving a review and don't want to put people out. Think about when you've had a really, really good experience. If you are in that moment and you are absolutely buzzing, you're made up because you've got something that you've ordered, it fits perfectly, or you've come back from um, you know, a grooming session with your cat and they look lovely and you've had a brilliant experience. If that person says to you, I'm so pleased that you, you're really happy with that product or service, would you mind leaving a review? 
you wouldn't feel put out, would you? You'd be, you, you're in the moment. You're really chuffed with what's happened. So put yourself in their position. You know, don't feel cheeky by asking to leave a review. If somebody's raving about you, capture that in the moment and get them to write it down for you. If you feel that asking feels a bit embarrassing, you don't want to look like you're showing off. Well, the thing is, if you have got this amazing, awesome thing that you do, you've got a brilliant product or you've got a brilliant service that really helps people, you should be showing off about it. You want more people to know about it so you can help more people. So it's not showing off. Don't feel embarrassed. Number three is you worry that it's desperate to ask people to tell you what they like about your product or service. So I get this. This is a very, very British thing, isn't it? We don't like to big ourselves up. We don't like to shout about how great we are. It definitely isn't desperate. Again, it's a little bit like the answers to number one and number two. The more people know about what you do, the more people you can help, the more impact that you make. And actually by people hearing or reading about you and how you work in the words of other people that's going to help you make more of an impact and you're doing this you know for the greater good aren't you you're not going out there um you know selling prong collars or anything like that you're doing what you do in your business because you want to help people you you run an ethical pet business so it isn't desperate to ask people to tell you what they like about you that's just helping you have more of an impact and helping you change lives and then number four, what if people, what if someone leaves a bad review, how would you respond? So I used to live in a little village called Lim in Cheshire and we had this brilliant, um, brilliant Turkish restaurant at the end of our road. And it was the kind of place where I'd always go if all my friends were there or we had a birthday and we wanted to go out and have a celebration. And yes, we would be a bit rowdy. And they, you know, they just loved it in there. It was a family restaurant. Uh, we did, you know, rein it in. We weren't being completely outrageous, but so sometimes they would have a bad review where somebody might say the waiters were, you know, too busy giggling with groups of women or paying other guests attention and not us or the waiters were too friendly and that kind of thing. And then they, I remember reading one, it said that the food was brilliant, but the waiters were too friendly. And it was like, oh my gosh, what are you even talking about? And what they would do is they would share that review and then people would respond and they would be like, oh, that's such a shame that someone said that about you. We love how friendly it is in this particular restaurant. So if somebody does leave you a bad review and it will happen sometimes or you might even have a malicious review, think about how you'd respond. And actually, you can respond in a really positive way. If somebody's left an unfair review for you, then you can actually rally your community and your followers and your super fans and they will really get behind you. And actually, Somebody leaving a bad review, I've seen this quite a lot recently, when someone's had a bad review left on the Facebook page, they've then said, I've had a fake review left on my Facebook page, would you mind leaving me a review if you've used my product or service? Because actually this will help dilute the bad review, which is malicious anyway. And actually that leads to loads more reviews, which is a positive, isn't it? If somebody does leave you a bad review, I've had this with clients, um, where they've had somebody who hasn't even been to their dog training class or even bought their product, you just respond in a measured, calm way. And you might say something like, I've checked our records and you've never actually been to my dog training class. So I would appreciate it if you didn't leave a review for a service that you've never used. You can respond in whatever way you want. But if you do have a bad review or a malicious review, there are ways to deal with it. Please don't let that put you off um, leaving review, um, asking for reviews. One of the things that's been happening on my, on my Facebook page recently is people have been leaving reviews about like, Bitcoin and things like that. And to be honest, I've tried to report it to Facebook. I've tried to get it taken down. Don't really know what to do with them. But I think anyone who is looking at my service and thinking, hang on a minute, she helps people get publicity and pet businesses raise the profile, but we've got someone going on about Bitcoin here. They're just going to think, scroll on past that. So don't over, don't get too hurt up over bizarre or bad reviews. You can turn those around. 
So let's look at what compels people to leave a review. The Bright Local Research revealed the following. Having an exceptional experience compels 88% of consumers to be likely or highly likely to leave a review. And being a small business helps as well. So three out of four consumers said they would be likely or highly likely to leave a review if they knew that the business was family owned compared to 43% if it was a large chain. So let's say if you have a gorgeous family um, local pet shop, if you ask for a review and you deliver that excellent customer service, people are going to be much more compelled to leave you a review than they would do if they went to a very large high street pet store. If you listen to the episode with Nikki last week, Nikki um, Hutchison, who is a marketing expert, she was talking about this exact thing about why she loves shopping local. And, you know, particularly since the pandemic, there's been a lot around shopping local, supporting small businesses. So if you have a small business, people are more likely to leave you a review compared to if you are a great big chain. Another thing that compels people to leave reviews is seeing unjustified mean reviews. So I talked about that earlier, but that compels people to act 73% leave a review if the business had a low average star rating that they didn't think was deserved. So do use this data and do think, actually, this is going to make me be bold and ask for reviews. And if you have a new business, there is a lot of goodwill out there as well, with 77% of people saying they'd leave a review if the business was fairly new. So the key message is to give as good a service as you possibly can and don't be afraid to ask for a review. So next, I'm going to talk about how to get more reviews and I'm going to give you some simple steps which will make it easier for you to get reviews for your pet business. So I touched on this earlier, but number one is to ask when your client is on a massive high, like when the client is completely buzzing because they've achieved something amazing or they've tried your product and they love it or their pet looks really cute. This is the moment when you ask for the review. When they send you that picture saying, oh my gosh, I've just got this jumper and doesn't he look gorgeous? Or I've just been to the beach with, with my dog and he's just come back when I called him or, you know, in the moment when they're absolutely buzzing, that's when you ask. Number two is keep it simple. Decide where you want them to leave the review and send the link. Keep it really simple. So when I'm asking for reviews after my challenge, for example, I'll ask some people to leave me them on Facebook. If I've worked with a corporate client, I might ask for them to leave me um, a review on LinkedIn. And I will just say, thanks so much for the chat earlier, or thanks so much for letting me know that you've had some brilliant press coverage in the challenge. Please, would you be able to take a couple of moments to leave me a review on Facebook or LinkedIn? Number three is to mix it up. Consider which platform the review works best on. For example, a corporate client, as I said before, might be LinkedIn for your services. It might be Google and for a product, it might be Facebook. Number four is to provide prompts. So the blank page is normally what stops us writing. So if you can give a a few short points to cover and make it easy for the person to leave the review, it's going to be much more likely that they will do it. An example for me might be, um, I might send some prompts if somebody's done my free five-day challenge. And I would say something like, please, can you include um, how you worked with me, i.e. five-day challenge, what you learned, I learned how to write a press release, what the result was, I got some publicity in my local paper, and what the impact's been on your business. The impact has been that I've had more inquiries. So you're giving them those prompts, and then the review that they're going to give you will be a little bit more than, you know, Rachel is really nice, and you should go and do her challenge. It's going to have a bit more substance to it. 
Another thing that you can do is you can write it for them. So if you face to face, ask if they would mind leaving a review and what they would say. And then you could make a few notes or record what they're actually saying, then write it up, send it to them along with the link and to the relevant review platform. And then all they've got to do then is cut and paste it. So I was chatting to one of my clients about this the other day, Jo Sellers. She's a dog trainer and we were talking about reviews and she was saying actually she chats to people a lot after her classes. So I was saying she could actually get a review together then. And then all she needs to do, if she wanted to have it on Facebook, so all she needs to do is write it up for them. Then she'll send an email with what they've said, the, face, the link to her Facebook page and where the review section is. And all they've got to do is cut and paste it as well. So another thing to do to get more reviews as well is to have fun with them. So I am going to put in the show notes for this episode a review that was shared by dog photographer Nikki Cameron on LinkedIn. So Nikki's an awesome dog photographer. Her LinkedIn content is amazing. Go and have a look at her if you're looking to do more on LinkedIn. But she did a brilliant review from Jet, a border collie that she photographed. And the review was just him laying next to one of his photos that Nikki had taken with his paws in the air and it was just such a fun way to share a review like Jet giving the paws up for Nikki is a pet photographer so have fun with them as well and then the final one is that you can incentivize um, people giving you reviews with a discount code as well so perhaps if somebody has bought one of your products or you know you're contacting them they've, they've bought a product you send the product out you send out an email after they've received the product to see how they've got on, see what they think about it. You can send them all the links to all the different ways they can leave you a review with that email. And you could also incentivize them to give a review with a discount code as well. So why it matters. Like, I really hope that this episode will inspire you to give to ask for more reviews. The study found that nearly half, 49%, trust reviews as much as recommendations from friends and family. 37% as much as recommendations from influencers and 28% trust reviews as much as articles from experts. So that's like, you know, that's like somebody leaving a review for your, you know, dog training app. That's like 28% of people trust that as much as they would an article from somebody like Martin Lewis from Money Saving Expert. That's amazing, isn't it? When it came to reviews and whether they matter, only 21% said you know, they didn't trust reviews or none of the above. So I hope this has inspired you to work on your reviews. I hope it's going to give you the nudge to be bold and send those emails or send those direct messages and ask people to leave a review for you because it's going to make such a brilliant impact on your pet business. So I would love it if you could let me know what your thoughts are on this episode. And do, if you get a review, come and share them in my free Facebook community as well. I'll put the link to my Facebook group in the show notes for this episode. It'd be great to see you in there. And every Friday I do a share your stuff post. So come and share your reviews on that because it's brilliant. You know, it makes everybody happy or you can share it on a win Wednesday. I have loads of different community posts that I have in the Facebook group, but it's a place where you can go and celebrate your wins you can talk about your wobbles as well but celebrate your wins celebrate the good things that happen and that will I hope make you be more bold and get more people to share how awesome you are so thank you so much for listening to this episode I hope it wasn't too covidy look forward to seeing you next week on the podcast I hope you're coping okay in the heat have a great rest of the week and thank you once again for listening and supporting the podcast Thank you for listening to the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast. For more free resources and ways to promote yourself as a pet entrepreneur, visit www.publicityforpetbusinesses.co.uk.